Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. And this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is Jim Curtis, head of brand and business for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, the world's largest and most respected nutrition and health coaching school that's now been around for three decades. I went through the program back in 2007 and it forever changed my life. IIN's mission is to play a crucial role in improving health and happiness and through that process, create a ripple effect that transforms the world. Jim's focus today is to continue to bring that value to the IIN community. He has been a wellness entrepreneur himself for the last 23 years, leading the development of many iconic brands like WebMD, Everyday Health, and Remedy, as well as publishing the Stimulati Experience. I had so much fun chatting with Jim in this episode. It was just such a great reminder of the influences that IIN has had on me, both personally and professionally. In this episode, we cover a lot of ground, first starting with Jim's personal health journey, struggling with inflammation of the body and mind that ultimately took him from the trading pit of Wall Street to health startups and ultimately IIN. We chat about his TED Talk on synchronicity and being in the right place at the right time, something I am so aligned with. Of course, we dive into all things IIN, talking about how food changes everything, why now is the time to be a health coach, the importance of primary food, i.e. what isn't on our plate, bioindividuality, how when you are on the right path, things just come easier, and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. This conversation left me so energized and it was just such a great reminder of the gift that IIN gave me, which was the confidence to believe that anything in life is possible. Keep listening to learn more And if you're interested in enrolling in the program, mention my name, Elizabeth Stein, for a discount on tuition. I'm so excited to share with you our new five grain and seed oatmeal multi-packs. We just launched two incredibly delicious varieties, classic cinnamon and banana nut. Our new oatmeals are unlike anything on the market, intentionally crafted with a plant-based protein blend of pea and chickpeas, sweetened with coconut sugar, plus superfood ingredients like chia and flax, perfect to fuel your busy day. These single-serve packets are total game changers with irresistible taste and texture that's ready in literally a minute and perfectly suited for our new lifestyles back on the go or those days that we're still at home and you want an elevated quick breakfast. So head on over to your local Sprouts or Kroger or head on over to PurelyElizabeth.com and pick up your new favorite breakfast staple. All right, let's get started. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Such an honor to have you on today. And I'm just so excited to talk about your story and all things integrative nutrition. Elizabeth, so happy to be here. Star Onion student. I feel uh, really honored to be on your podcast. So I attended IIN, as we were just talking about, back when classes were in person in New York. It was 2007. And really, that program has just been so life-changing for me. And honestly, think about it every day of how grateful I am for the program. You know, as I think about the program, it's so much more than just the education. And it really, it gave me 
the courage to go after my dreams to start Purely Elizabeth. And I fully know in my heart I would not be here today without that step in my journey. So I'm so grateful for the school and really excited to share today your story and more about the program, where things are today, because certainly it's been a while since I was there. But let's that's, that's start with your own health journey. And I know, you know many students coming into IN have their own journey, their own health issues that land them there. And I know you have one as well. So would love to dive into that to begin. Great. I feel like I talk about this story a lot, but it really defined me. I was an athlete uh, growing up and I was always leading life very kinesthetically. And then I had a, an undiagnosed illness, but it was a virus. It could have been Lyme's disease. Who knows what it was? The body's so complex that sometimes you just don't figure these things out. But there was a lesion on my spinal cord that came very quickly. It felt like one day I woke up and my feet were numb. A year later, I couldn't walk. And so it came on so quickly that it really had me reassessing things, kind of reassessing who I was, reassessing my, my place in the world, my image of myself. And for a long time, sometimes we're in denial of traumatic change. So I just kept on going business as usual, got a job on wall street as a trader in standing up in pits, uh, after I kind of the inflammation went down and I started walking with a limp, I was still pushing it, pushing it and pushing it until one day I just really had this feeling is I can't do this anymore. I can't, I like the universe or whatever higher power you believe in had, you know, in telling me to make a change so much so that it, at one point I couldn't walk and yet I was ignoring it until finally hit rock bottom. It's like, I cannot do this anymore. So I changed my job and I went to work for a company that I traded and it was this little health startup. It was, it was su such a fun vibe and the con like it had a, a relaxation room in the office. I mean, I was in a pit. What was the bath. company? It was called On Health. Okay. And it was in Soho in New York. I was used to literally fighting with other guys in a pit on Wall Street to like taking a 15 minute siesta in the middle of the day in the beanbag room of Angel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so at my previous job as a trader, we would, uh, you know, bet on the guy who could eat the most Krispy Kreme donuts without throwing up when Krispy Kreme went IPO. And at OnHealth, our slogan was a dog and on his collar, it said therapist. And um, we had another image of a tree and it said sunscreen. And I was just like, okay, this is immediately the energy is changing. And I was in a role that kind of felt, felt better for me. And I started to feel better. I was no longer, you know, making myself sick on Sunday, having to envision myself getting up to go to work anymore. I, I became excited about my new career. And that company was purchased uh, by a company that became WebMD. So we helped create WebMD and then that company went public. And then I did it again with a company called Everyday Health. And then I did it again with a company called Remedy Health Media. And after that, I opened up a wellness spa and said, okay, I'm just going to see people at this wellness spa one-on-one. -on -one. And then IAN came knocking. 
and like you, I've heard, I lived next to the IN offices in Union Square when I was 20 something in New York City. And then like, I had girlfriends that went down and I knew people that worked for the company. When they called, I was like, yes, this is the next opportunity. This is the next step in my evolution. And that was two and a half years ago and I couldn't be happier. Well, so it's, it's funny because when I first did IIN, I somehow was Googling something and found the website. And at the time it said like, answer these 10 questions. If you answered yes, calls today and sign up. And I literally remember being at my office where I was not happy in my career, da, 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 left, called them and signed up immediately. And so it's like, sometimes when you know, you know that something's absolutely right at that moment. Yes. So you mentioned, I want to kind of go back a little bit to your health journey and just, you know, you mentioned this happened and inflammation in the body and then all of a sudden starting to feel better. I'm curious just to dive in a little bit to that as far as what were some of those things that you changed in your life to help with the inflammation? And was it, I guess, the second part question, was it really also not until your career shifted that that whole piece shifted for you as well in your journey? Yeah. Yeah. And I digressed so quickly into work, but there was, I, I started to look into both because I had been to 10 doctors, more than that. I had been to the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic. I had been to Johns Hopkins, all of Mass General Hospital, all of the world that had seen the best doctors. I, I went to um, Switzerland. So I said, it's time to make a change. And I started to see some metaphysical doctors. So I said, I grandmaster of Wasu and Qigong. I, I started to go to anybody that says, when you say I'm sick and I have this happening, just about everybody has a guy. Mm. They're like, I got someone you should see. My sister's, my sister's friend went to see this guy healed. And so I'm like, okay. So I just, for a number of years, just said yes. And, and what I found with the common theme, and I went to some real charlatans, I went to some real powerful people, and I didn't stop going to my neurologist, of course. And what the common theme was, and I was finding was really around inflammation so much so that I started to think, okay, what do these things have in common? And a lot of them first treated the inflammation of your mind. And I, I, I don't know if people even say that, but that's kind of what the thing that I was thinking of. And it's like this inflamed mind of worry and anxiety and job that you ate and everything that's happening is creating such a reaction in your body that how can I ever possibly get to a place of wellness, even if like I didn't eat cheeseburgers every night, which I was. Um, so I started to like really get to a place of acceptance and identifying the shadow self and identifying those childhood traumas. And I went to a therapist and I just started to, to get to a place where I was confident in myself in that I believed that I was adequate. And when I believed that I was adequate, my stress went down and I wasn't fearful of changing my job. And so I went to this new startup that turned into wonderful things. And when it, I changed my job, the stress of hating my job went away and, and the stress in my body started going away. So I started to lose weight naturally. I started to naturally eat better and the pain in my body went away because there was less inflammation in my body. Now I still walk with a limp to this day, 
and I still have some neurological functions. Sometimes there's a part of you that breaks and never gets fixed, but everything else around it has compensated in such a way that I'm really living a fulfilled life, even if I can't run a marathon. So did I hit the, did I hit what you were talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So when you talk about that inflammation in the mind, I think that's super important. I think probably now more so than ever as this year, now two years with mental health has been so much stress we're all feeling. What were some, other than going to therapy, what were some of those like day-to-day tools that you relied on or you rely on now to really help the anti-inflammatory nature of the mind? Well, there are a couple of things that I found. And one was I found acupuncture. And I, if I don't do acupuncture now two days a week, sometimes I do it three days a week. And I, I'm in trouble physically and mentally. So, and I go to, th- what people don't, people think of acupuncture and they've heard of it, but there are a number of techniques for acupuncture. One is a very um, medical oriented acupuncture where they do trigger release of your muscles or electric stim. And then there is acupuncture that is very energetic, that clears your meridians and, and creates a real sense of relaxation. And then there's actually acupuncture that they put in your ears and your head that is for clarity of thought and other things. So I go to three different people that do three different types of acupuncture. That's one. And I really, water is important to me. I've, when I don't drink enough water, a lot of water, I, I feel differently. So I, back then and, and carried through even now with the amount of water that I consume. I'm so I started to consume. Yeah. I, if I, Definitely, I was just getting my ounces confused, but I definitely have about 16 to eight ounce glasses a day. I'm drinking a lot of water. That's a lot. I don't know. Is that a lot? Yeah, that's a lot. I have these big things that I fill up and I, I make sure I get through those every day. As soon as I wake up, I chug one and then throughout the day I'm drinking, drinking, which makes me go to the bathroom all the time. It's the whole difference. <laughs> <laughs> no long car rides. So, yeah. I, I mean, I digress, but there is, there's all sorts of things, but you know, it wasn't, I always thought that like, I was pretty healthy. I, I stopped drinking as much. I used to smoke. I stopped smoking all these things that I changed, right? And I've cut down my stress. I started living more meaningfully and purposefully and finding joy and conscientious. And I, I went to all these healers and I got a little bit out of each one and I started getting into acupuncture and, and. And I thought that I ate well, I was drinking water and I was getting the green juice every now and then, but until I got to IN and did the course. And then even after that, until the pandemic, I realized that I wasn't really eating appropriately. I was eating out most nights, even if I was trying to be healthy with it, I wasn't cooking for myself. And when the pandemic happened and I had to start cooking for myself. I really realized what Joshua used to say about food changes everything to be true because I was eating, I wasn't putting butter in anything. I wasn't putting oil in anything. I was eating a lot more whole foods, a lot more vegetables, and I was feeling better and I lost a lot of weight. And, and this is like, right when you think that, you know, I'm working at IN because I'm going to teach people stuff, IN taught me. And then of course, a life event, which was the pandemic really solidified it. 
And so I realized how important food is and how it really does change everything from your mood to your muscles. I love that it had, it's taught you so much and that food changes everything. We actually have that on our packaging as part of my like blurb of my why, because it it's so profoundly true and amazing. It's awesome. Your so, food is amazing. <laughs> thank you. So talking about food and IIN's uh, approach to say, you know, there's no one size fits all with diet. I would love to hear just a little bit more today of what your diet looks like. I eat a lot of meat, not keto. I eat pretty well-rounded uh, vegetables and meat. I, I don't, I eat bread because I love bread, but I, I make sure that I don't overdo it. I make sure that the the meat that I eat is organic and grass fed, and I make sure that I eat a lot of vegetables, salad, and I don't drink much alcohol. I still drink coffee, and I take a ton of supplements. What are your favorite supplements? Or if you only had like a couple that you could take a day, what would those be? Okay. Oh well, I take like fifteen a day. So like, <laughs> if I or you could tell us all fifteen, but okay. I would definitely take resveratrol, good for the brain, NAD, and take NAD, CoQ10, crush me some CoQ10, curcumin. Curcumin, is that how you say yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, curcumin. I read an article about how families in India were like living younger and more vibrant and everything. And it was because of all the uh, curcumin in their foods. So mm -hmm. that's a really good one. And I listened to our teacher, Mark Hyman, who says vitamin D is so important to stay healthy during a time of coronavirus. Yeah. Absolutely. And then Dr. Weil, I listened to him and he said, take ashwagandha. That will really help your immune system. Start taking that. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and seed, seed probiotics. So that's about, that's, those are my, the staples. those are my staples. I, I don't want to scare you by telling you that. <laughs> Well, those are good well, ones, I think, for people to hear if they need yeah. to add. Also, um, apple cider vinegar. I drink that. I, I I almost cursed, but I drink that straight. That's hardcore. A little bit. Hardcore. That's right. So I want to talk a little bit about your TED Talk because I find this topic fascinating. Deciphering the signs, and I feel like particularly as it relates to IIN, so much of my life has unfolded that way of being the right place at the right time and having like thing after thing happen. And so I would love to, for you to talk a little bit about the TED Talk, A, what inspired you to, to give it and then how it's kind of played out in your life now. Elizabeth, you're in the perfect place at the perfect time. That's the kind of main theme of that TED Talk. And then when I wanted to give, I thought that I wanted to give a TED talk because that's what you do. You write a book, you give a TED talk. That's how you help people. That's how you get the word out. That's how you mature in your career. And so I always wanted to like give one and, but I never had a topic and I couldn't formulate. Not, not to mention, did, was I ever invited to, to be, <laughs> was ever I invited to give a TED, give a talk. So. It wasn't until I kind of got my priorities straight 
on the message that I wanted to give out. And it wasn't about any longer about like, okay, this is what I have to do in my career. I was like fine with my career. It's like, if I, you know, I don't, you know, like I'm not doing this for career advancement. I'm kind of doing it for me and, and the message. And then I was going through a difficult time in my life. Like everybody else has difficult times. And, and I would say to myself, you're in the perfect place at the perfect time. And, and then I got invited things started to just manifest itself. And then I just still didn't know I was really going to talk about it, but I was kind of like one of those shower thoughts. And I was just kind of zoned out in the shower and this idea of synchronicity just came into my head and and it's kind of spawned from there. And I started reading, you know, about synchronicity and, and learning more about Carl Jung. And I've always loved stoicism and I start to think about how across time, all these things start to come together as we grow in our spiritual and scientific awareness, we can start to see how everything's connected. And so if I was to give you a talk again, it would, it would be, we're in the perfect place at the perfect time, not because things are easy, it's because challenges lead to opportunities. And I didn't talk about that. And a lot of people said to me, how do you tell someone who is their house just got ruined or they're feeling famine and they're in a, in a, like in a, a food desert or, um, all these terrible things that happen to humans in the world. How do you tell them they're at the perfect place at the perfect time? And it, that really made me think for a long time. It's like, how do you do that? Is that just such a privileged third world, first world type of statement? But I think it really isn't because. There is always the opportunity to grow and it doesn't have to lead to a monetary opportunity. Like Viktor Frankl, he was in a concentration camp and he had this mentality of, you know, this challenge will breed opportunities and how am I going to get through this? And he was in one of the worst experiences a human being ever be put into. And somehow he grew from it personally. So somehow he saw the world in a different place and somehow he emerged with the ability to make an impact. So I think it's all in the way that we frame and think of things and see things. And that's what makes it a perfect place at the perfect time. Not because any challenges are, are good. They're bad, but sometimes they reveal other opportunities for ourselves to grow per personally, internally, and then to help the world grow. Yeah. I'm such a firm believer in that philosophy and everything being meant to be when it's happening and the signs. I know you talked in the TED talk about you, you said something about having like a perfect parking spot and that being a sign, right? Don't you talk about yes. that? I still would. It's so funny because I go to the airport often more, more so before obviously COVID, but I have a theory every single time that like if I get that close parking spot, I'm gonna have a great business trip. And if I don't, like my my trip is doomed. Not every time I get the good spot. So thankfully, knock on wood, things that all good, well. all good, all good trips. Then yeah. I still think that way. When anything comes to me really easy, easily, um, I'm like, yep. Yeah, see, confirmation that I should be doing this, even if it's. I got somewhere without traffic or it was supposed to be terrible and it's, it was, it, it was beautiful out while I was commuting or something like that. 
I really feel like, like when you're on the right path, the, the, the skies literally open up for you and it just becomes easier. And, and maybe the skies aren't opening up for you, but your mentality has to have focus that is different, that allows you to weather whatever is obstacles put in front of you, right? So maybe it's just our perception. Maybe you're getting that parking spot because you're aware of it, or maybe the perception of it being close is just your perception. Meaning like someone else may think that's kind of far away. They just wanted to get, get dropped off the front. And that's why they get an Uber and that would have been right. easiest for them. Yeah. It's all perception. How do you think that people who maybe aren't like aligned with signs and all that, how to be more, maybe more in tune or be more open to seeing, Hey, here's a red cardinal. And that might mean something, which yeah. is, is my sign for my grandfather, by the way. Oh, I love that. I love that. I have a, my mother passed. I have signs from her often. It's kind of spooky. But that's for another time. Okay. So Sam Harris is a guy. He's a scientist, he's an atheist, he's a meditation guru. And Sam Harris doesn't believe in science. He doesn't believe that that red cardinal is a gift from the universe to show you you're in the right direction. But he does believe in kind of the fabric beneath. And what that fabric beneath is, is kind of like, okay, if we're all living in this kind of constructed reality, and we're all living in this, in a story that we've created. That means that, you know, there's a perception that we have of, or the ability to create other st stories that, that when we open up that perception or, or find a new story to create, we start to see things that were there that we may not ordinarily see. So if you want that red cardinal to mean something, it doesn't have to be energy from an afterlife, it could be simply he is a scientist that we all can tap into this natural intuitiveness of our brain and really see what's out there. So I happen to believe it's the latter, but I, he makes a lot of sense. I like that. All right. So switching gears to talk about integrative nutrition. So would love to hear since I'm a little bit dated since 2007, what the program is looking like today and just talking about a little bit about really the philosophy curriculum for those who are unaware of what the program is. Well, the core philosophy hasn't changed, right? It's, yeah. That's kind of like the awesome part about this. This, this the philosophy is, is timeless. And that's why Joshua was so genius is that he, he realized this and it's so transformative because, you know, the, the old saying, you don't know what you don't know, right? There's so much that we don't know that we don't know. And we're kind of walking in our path and we're like, we didn't even know that there was another path over there. And so all of a sudden the high end starts to let you know a little bit more of what you didn't know. And it opens up your perception of what's possible. And so we focus that philosophy on two key tenets, which is the primary food and the secondary food. And so the idea is that the primary food has a few, four key tenets. One, it is, okay, your relationships, connection to love in your life. And it doesn't have to be romantic love. Just are you experiencing love in relationships uh, and good, good and solid relationships? Career. Do you have a career that you love? Do you have a job or do you have 
uh, a purpose in life and movement. Like, are you, even if it's dance, I have a favorite song that I'll get up in the morning and listen to it and I'll dance around a little bit as much as I can. It's like, it is, I've listened to this 1000 times since I've found it and it still hasn't gotten old. It's been two weeks and it is September Fields by, um, Crazy Ford. Okay. We'll have to listen to that after. Okay, good. And then the other part is your connection to a higher power, whatever it is, some form of spirituality. And although we don't actually teach like anything about spirituality, Buddhism, we, we encourage you to go out and find your connection to a higher power because things, when it's not all about you, when it's about something bigger, things get a lot easier. So when you have those right, when you're actually feeling love towards the humanity and you are in connection and in community with people and you have a career that you can't wait to get up for and go out and do that is serving a greater purpose and you can get some dance and some happy movement for your body in there you're less likely to even want to eat a twinkie or to have uh, mcdonald's every night or eat french fries and chips or binge on ice cream it, you're so much you're setting yourself up to start to eat healthier you want to when your when your mind is not inflamed you want your body to start feeling good too so you start to eat more vegetables and we talk about crowding out and we say okay just drink more water and eat more vegetables and you'll be full and less likely to start binge eating chips now we also go into emotional eating which sometimes you'll start to eat that stuff whether you're hungry or not but we start to tackle those things that you start to feel great from the primary foods and then your secondary foods, what's on your plate become a lot easier. And then we go in and teach a hundred different dietary theories and all the science around it so that you know exactly what to eat when, so that you feel great. And when they say food changes everything, it changes your mood, it changes your weight, it changes your, how uh, much energy you have, it changes how your skin looks, it literally changes everything. So. We start with the primary foods because we know that if your primary foods are a mess, it doesn't matter how much green juice you drink, you need to start there and then we'll get into how you can really change your life and your career with food. So, and that's under the auspices of bio-individuality, meaning vegan is not the only diet. Keto is not the only diet. We are very different. So we teach a hundred different dietary theories. So you can find out what's right for you and then know what may be right for your clients. If you choose to go on to be a health coach, 50% of people take this course to transform their own lives. And then they decide, oh my God, I'm feeling so great. I have to teach this. I have to spread the word to other people and end up making money doing it because they are a fantastic health coach by the end of it. Well, I love the primary food concept. I remember for the first time, it was like so mind-blowing and still stays with me today. As I was talking about our packaging as a company, that's part of our pillars of living purely and how we think about not only like internally, how we're treating ourselves and employees, but also how we think about helping our consumers. So it. It's amazing, honestly, how big of an impact IN has really had on, on me and the company as you're talking about it. So 
over the last two years is thinking about how perhaps things have changed with COVID and just the increase of wellness being so much more at the forefront than it ever was before. How has that shifted for integrative nutrition? I think there are a number of things happening because in 2020, we had one of the biggest years ever with thousands and people coming through the program. I think people, one, they were like, I need to get as healthy as possible to kind of fight what's going on in the world, both from the stress and anxiety I'm having around it, and also from the physical toll this virus could have on my body. I want to be at my peak to, to fight both those things. And then there was, okay, I'm home, right? I'm home and I need something to do. So now I'm finally deciding to give, you know, like it's been forced upon me. That's why I always say that even in difficult times, there's an opportunity, meaning our crazy stressed out running from, from job to job or appointment to appointment or from work, school, kids type of thing. And now we were forced to give ourselves some free time to do something to benefit ourselves. And many people did, they did the IM program because they had the time and because they were fearing for their health and wanted to make themselves as healthy as possible. And then going into 2021, people were, people were realizing, I believe that, Hey, this working from home thing was pretty good. Like. <laughs> Oh, I was kind of felt like I was working for myself a little bit yeah. or I like, like a little bit of an entrepreneur. And I, I don't think I want to go back into five days a week, nine to five commuting type of stuff. And, and what could I do differently? So we saw a lot of people that were during this, what we call the great resignation. Saw a lot of people thinking, oh, okay, I've been thinking about a change. This could be perfect for me because it allows me a very flexible work schedule and I can start to use this health coaching education to do so many different things. I don't have to be a one-on-one coach. And also if I did, I could do it virtual with a group. But if I also just want to, for credibility to write a book or to get a job part-time as a health coach with a wellness center, or like you did to create a product, it, it will really move me ahead. So that's kind of what we saw. So where do you see, well, I guess maybe to take a step back for people who don't know really like what a health coach is first. And then secondly, where do you see the future of health coaches? Because certainly it has shifted so much and people need it so much now than ever. I was listening to podcasts this morning and they were saying that six in 10 have chronic health conditions in the U.S. and four in 10 have to chronic health conditions. So clearly we need help. There's an issue in the world right now. And we are, especially in the United States, an incredibly sick group of people, a nation of disease, disease, and there needs to be a change. There really does. With the amount of diabetes on the rise and obesity, heart conditions, and the the, the amount of unhealthy foods, I mean, even the ingredients in the U.S. are different than the ingredients they put in the same foods in Europe because we crave it. We allow, I don't know, so much of it that a health coach is really the f- person that is changing the ripple, ripple, 
disease. They are in one stepping up and say, Hey, there's a healthier way here and I can guide you to it. And at first, when you did the program and even before Joshua started the program, it was very fringe. It was like, Oh, who's this yeah. person who's going to go tell me that, um, you know, drink green tea and hug a tree type of thing. And now it is an extremely mainstream, right? So in fact, hospitals are higher, you know, hospitals, you see a doctor for a maximum of eight minutes. And that's your doctor's visit, right? And the doctor had like one hour of nutrition in their factory. Yeah, yes. cooling. <laughs> Literally, a doctor went through all this doctoring. Unless you're a good doctor, like Mark Ivan, of course. <laughs> right. Oh, unless you're a functional Muslim. Right. That's the only doctors I go to today. Frank Lipman, Mark Ivan, Will Cole. Um, but they do all their doctoring, all the doctor students, and they get an hour of nutrition. And they go out and they're like, Okay, here is another pill for you to take. And believe me, science is great. We need some pharmaceuticals. But a lot of this allows you to allow your body to heal itself by itself. Heal your diabetes by yourself. Get your cholesterol in control, et cetera. And that's when health coach is really the guide to do that. When you can't see your doctor or he doesn't know anything about nutrition. And the health coach is like, okay. This is what I did. This is what I learned. And this is what's worked for my other clients. And I am your guide to say, here's how you start to make healthy steps so that you can transform your own life. It is such an important role and so important that now it's mainstream insurance is um, in the CPT two one codes. And that means that they are getting the data to show outcomes of health coaching. And soon health coaching will be covered by insurance. No way. Yeah. Wow. That's so exciting. I had no idea. That's huge. It, it's, it's real. Remember when um, like, acupuncture, yeah. chiropractic, and massage were not covered by insurance? Yes. And then they did become covered by insurance and that opened up the marketplace. So if you're a health coach, now is the time to become a health coach. Because soon you'll have so many more clients that know about you can afford you insurance covers you doctors will be sending people to you so it's the that perfect is so concept. exciting that's huge yes so if you don't want to become a health coach which i did start doing health coaching right away but then i took a different path clearly where do you see other students what kind of paths do they take or just how to think about other options i think coaching starts with you meaning you will learn to coach yourself. So when you get out of the program, and I, I'm trying to change this, the nomenclature of health coach, because people are like, I don't want to be a health coach. I don't want to work one-on-one with clients. And guess what? You're going to be a health coach, like it or not, <laughs> because you're going to be coaching yourself. Whether you know it or not, you're going to be leading yourself to a better, happier, and more energized life. You're going to be rubbing that off on your friends and family, your kids, everybody around you is going to be seeing what you're doing and whether you're coaching them for, for a fee or not, you're going to be coaching, right? We're going to teach you the tools to actually guide yourself and guide others through this. Instead of just, here's some nutrition information, go coach. We show you exactly, it's a skill to coach. It's a skill to coach yourself. So health coaching starts with you. Now, if you want to go out and charge and actually see clients and have a health coaching practice, you can, and you can do that virtually and you can do that group coaching and you can do that in person, but so many people are doing different things now. 
And one of them is they're opening up wellness spas. You know, have you heard of the well or modern yeah. sanctuary? How about Sakari Life? Yeah. Which is another food brand that was developed by IAN graduates. Nina Agdahl and I, I mean, these are kind of some sensational names. And Melissa Wood, both graduates, both started health coaching apps. Elizabeth Stein, purely Elizabeth. <laughs> well, let's just talk about, okay, maybe the less sensational names. Let's talk about the thousands of students that have graduated and written a book and became authors or the number of students that decided to start a um, tech company like the Wellery, which is now hiring I and grads, by the way. What is um, that company? The Wellery is uh, text-based health coaching. It's a new uh, tel telemedicine, health coaching, nutrition technology company started by Emily Hodgman, who is an IAN grad and now works. She's hiring hundreds of health coaches and only doing it through IAN or primarily doing it through IAN. So you could work part-time at a tech company like that being a health coach. You could go into a doctor's office and be a health coach. You could work for a wellness center like The Well and be a health coach. You could create your own product and have the um, credibility of being a health coach behind it. You could create fitness apps or fitness. You could find a specialty in hormone health and work with women. You could um, be, you could go online and give health information, become an influencer as we see so much more. And then you could literally make revenue off the products, which you're most interested in. So if you're interested in seed or even IAN, if you qualify, you could potentially find products you love and, and make a royalty off from promoting those products. So there's so many different things that you can do. Well, I think to me, like one of the common things, but the fact that you can do all these things and plus what I felt is that there's something super powerful that I and gives you the courage to just go after your dreams and like go and do it. What do you think is like the secret of how it's so special that it does that? I love that, that confidence. Okay. Like I, all I can say is like, I felt no fear. It, and I remember hearing Joshua saying like, feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's what I continue to say. I love that. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And, and I know that you were taught to think very audaciously about what's, what, you know, what is that dream? And then how do you manifest it? And don't get me wrong. We give you all the tools that you need to go out and do things, right? And all of a sudden your awareness is open to what's possible and you can't not have it. Yeah. But there is still confidence issues. There's still fear. There is still nerves about helping someone or seeing that, but we teach you how to get over that and do it anyway. And that sometimes that grit almost, or that I have to do this because it's my purpose or I dedicated this time. So I'm going to give it a try. And this will only help me as I overcome this fear is what we teach and what IN students do. And it's a part of life that allows you to grow. So it's a really powerful, it's a really powerful education in that sense. Yeah. I think it's also a, like opening your eyes to understanding how important it is to be happy in all those primary food areas of your life. And so if you're if you're not, say career-wise, it really opens your eyes to say, like, I got to do something about this and make a change that most most of the time you're just 
going through the motion. There's a, there's a story that Joshua would tell and it's you're on a boat and it's a cruise boat and you are out at sea. The waves are crashing over the bow and you realize that they're crashing over the bow because the boat's sinking and it's flooding and the water is flooding over, flooding over, flooding over, flooding over. And the boat is going down and you have that real feeling of the boats going down. You look down at your hands and you have the keys to, you have the keys to the, um, lifeboats, right? And you realize that I have the keys to the lifeboats and the lifeboats are right over there. How could I not go and unlock that lifeboat, hop in it and go, right? The boat's sinking. I need to make this. And how do I not call everybody to come with me? At that point, and what we have to recognize now is the time for procrastination is over. Literally, we've never been sicker. You will probably experience unhappiness at work. Here is a lifeboat, at least to get yourself healthy. The keys are in your hand and it's now whether you're going to use them or not. And you may be, geez, you know, the water's coming over the bow. That's frightening. Getting in a lifeboat is frightening, but doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Or, and then help others to get in too. I love that. So before we move on to some rapid fire, my last question is, what do you think is next in wellness? What do we have to look forward to in 2022? Let's see. What do you think is, so here's what I think. Some things that are, he, are growing and here to stay and um, not a trend. That's health coaches will be more, much more mainstream in 2022. I bet you that's when kind of insurance coverage starts to kick in and health coaching will be, you know, coaching in general and especially health coaching, I think will be even bigger 2022. My there. I also think that it's already here actually, but I think that as we move on forward, it will be less for of those kind of fringy few, but psychedelics is the new frontier of treating everything from, you know, PTSD, depression, and anxiety. So I think those are the things to look out for. It's funny. I just had somebody on last week on the podcast talking about how mushrooms like completely changed her in a positive way. So. Yeah. I mean, definitely. So there's an IA grad. Her name is Jenny Sansusi. Do you know oh, yeah. I know her. She, yeah. I think she was 2007 or maybe eight, but around she that around you. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote a book called The Rebels Apothecary that's so good. And now she's really delving into kind of the psychedelics and, and the guiding of that. And, it, and I always get this research from her that shows that like, it's truly extraordinary, the opportunities that we have with it, you know, and it's not to say like, you should go eat a bunch of mushrooms and just go run around the beach. You know, or like, <laughs> Sounds like you need a shaman's help. <laughs> something, I mean, it's, it's not to be used as like a recreational or party at all because you won't get the benefits that you want out of it. And it's a structured thing, but the advancements are extraordinary. Well, it sounds like I need to have her on the podcast next. I think so. Awesome. All right. So let's move into some rapid fire. Rapid what, fire. what is your superpower? I can, um, I can create simple, clear paths. So I can see things simply and clearly, even if they're complicated and I can show people that simple, clear path. That's a great one. Favorite book or podcast for growth. 
favorite book or podcast for growth? For personal growth or professional growth, either. For professional growth. I mean, I haven't actually read a book recently, but I went on this book binge and this kind of like way back when really started like um, my transformation. And it, remember Happier by Tal Ben Shaw? Yeah. That was an awesome book. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Simple, simple stuff. And then The Daily Stoic more recently first, which is a book about stoicism. I love that. I do it every day. Do you? Yeah. And I actually just got Robert Greene's Daily Meditations. I I love what it's called, but it just came in my Amazon box. Is it the 48? Is it the 48 laws? No, he just came out with a similar, like every day is a different lesson slash meditation. So he's so the good. Daily Stoic. Yeah. Also his book Power. I mean, he's so good. He's one of my favorites. And you start to think about like, oh, the, you know, power is such a, kind of like a naughty world. But it's like, he he's like for good people. It's like, I really like him. Yeah, I do too. What's the best advice you've gotten in the last six months? Know when you're being a jerk. So we're always, have you noticed that today, like, um, you know, someone breaks up with someone and, and they don't say that they're a jerk anymore or worse, you know, I can't, I'm not going to say that, but usually you got to, uh, now they're a narcissist. Right. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, no one can just be a, like a real jerk anymore. They're like, Good. yeah, like, so, but anyway. The best advice I got is like, Hey, know when you're the one being that person, know when you're being injured and, and your denial of it is great for your ego, but your acceptance of it is great for your growth. That's a good one. Three random things that you're currently loving. It could be product TV show. Have you seen nine perfect strangers? Yes. God, I had some crazy dreams after watching that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so Nine Perfect Strangers, outrageous TV show on Hulu, I believe, from Nicole Kidman. I Did you, have you totally... seen Dope Sick talking about Hulu specials? No, I have not. Oh, my God. It's, it's... Dope Stick? Dope Sick. It's the story of Oxy. Oh, my God. That's scary stuff. Yeah, That's... it's really eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Those, that is, I mean, we could go into that for an entire hour and how that epidemic and what it's done to the world. But Nine Perfect Strangers, that's, do you know the brand Fairty? Yeah, yeah, I do. The, I got these new green Fairty pants that I, I don't have, I don't buy many clothes that often. I'd love these pants. They make me happy whenever I put them on. And buddy, so like 10 years ago, I was out in the Hampton. And they, they were just, I had just started the business. They had just started their business and they were doing a pop-up and we were like, oh, this is such a cool brand. And now they're massive. Are they massive? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Look how far you guys, you crazy Hamptons kids. (laughs) Let's see. And then September Fields, the song by Frezzy Ford is a good one. Okay. I'll check that one out. What do you want more of in your life? Love. What do you want less of? Wanting more. A meal that you'll never forget. It wasn't good for you, but it was my, my mother would make this. <laughs> my mother would make this pot roast. That was, you know, 
put you in your early grave, but delicious. (laughs) Where did you grow up? In Boston, Massachusetts. And lastly, what is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? Speak kindly to yourself. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, the person you're closest to, the person that you're talking to the most, person that, you know, is often the person that you're hardest on, right? And that's you. Consider if you would say the things you say to you to your best friend and how they would react. You never would. You wouldn't, would you? Not, Not a lot of the times. Can you imagine saying, oh, God, look how fat you look <laughs> to your friend? Hey, geez, you got old. How old are you? What's wrong with your face? Can you imagine saying any of that stuff to your friend? No, but that would be a, a very fair exercise that as soon as you catch yourself doing that to say, like, you now have to say that out loud to somebody. And would you do it? No, you wouldn't. So maybe. Oh, that's so you. good. That's a good wellness trend. Yeah. Yes. You now have to tell someone. Exactly what you told yourself. Yeah, you have to say it out loud and call them. Yeah, you're not good enough, well, whatever it is. And then you have to actually say something nice to someone and say it nice to yourself. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to actually make something with that. Okay, good. I'm going to give you credit. (laughs) Well, in closing, is there anything that we haven't touched on? Anything that is next for you or IIN? Nothing that's next. It's just what's now. And I think that we continue to strive to make IAN something that will change lives and then further a ripple effect of health in the world. And we kind of work on that every day. So as part of the IAN community, we're constantly getting folks together. We're planning our next live events where we can all get together and see each other. We're constantly talking and you can see us kind of like at nutrition school on Instagram if you want. So that's kind of what's next is more of this good stuff that we're doing in the world. And hopefully what's next is you all listening, come see us and at least call someone to get more information. If any of this is found interesting, I mean, I don't have the 10 questions to ask you, but if any of this resonated for you, you probably should call and speak to someone just to get some more information. Absolutely. Well, Jim, thank you so much for being on the podcast. As I've said, I'm just so grateful for Integrative Nutrition and for you coming on and being here today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.